With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from uh, the city of Angels that has the L.A. Rams just three years back in Southern California in the Super Bowl and remarkably in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. Life comes full circle. We will get to the blown call in the Saints game or the Rams game, depending on which side of the docket you're on. Um, so we will get to that momentarily. couple of nuggets you need to know. First, you can join the Doug Gottlieb Show in two days. This Wednesday, we'll broadcast live from the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines in San Diego. Farmers, bum, 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 bum. Secondly, I would like to change my vote. I would like to change my vote. I have previously stated to you on this show, on other shows, on television, on radio, on our various digital platforms, at this network and at other networks, that I believe Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen play the position. That's because Aaron Rodgers checks every box. Every box. Arm strength, accuracy, mobility in and out of the pocket, and not just to run for the first down, but also just to move inside the pocket and extend the pocket. He's tough. He's shown himself to be clutch. He's come from behind. He's won the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers checks every box. 
Tom Brady does not. He's not particularly mobile. He's alarmingly unathletic. And uh, though he throws a great ball, let's not act like, even though he, like Aaron Rodgers, plays in bad weather, he has the best arm, nor has he ever had the best arm in football. But something happened when I was watching that overtime drive and several of the other fourth quarter drives. I realized that's actually what makes him great. Because Tom Brady did not play perfect football yesterday. Threw a terrible interception the first half, which could have, if he threw it in the, listen, the, the Chiefs luckily read the play and had a defensive lineman drop back and make an interception. But if the ball was placed in the right spot where only Rob Gronkowski could catch it, the Patriots and their ridiculously good game plan would have been up 14-0 early on. He did not play a perfect football game. Did not. Threw a couple interceptions. Could have had a third interception if not for D. Ford lining up in the neutral zone. But again, that's part of what makes him great. Because with all of those arguments, and they are in fact true, he's not a good athlete. He's not particularly mobile. He's never thrown the best football. He just hasn't. And he didn't play perfect yesterday. Did anyone stop to realize he's 41 years old? 41 years old. Anybody here been 41 years old? This guy has. Do you know what's the same when you're 41 years old? Pretty much nothing works like it used to. It just doesn't. Right? We do this with cars all the time. We have a fascination with classic cars. Classic cars are great. I own a 1970 VW bus. You know why I'm trying to sell my 1970 VW bus? Because things break all the time on it. And even though people go, man, that must be cool to own. And it is. It's fun. It's also kind of a pain in the ass. My body's the exact same way. Well, I can still do most of the stuff I used to do. And my brain works at a much higher level because I have so many more experiences than I had when I was 21 years old. (laughs) But this guy is playing in Super Bowls when most NFL players are searching for their second or third opportunity post-career. He's in his ninth Super Bowl. The average NFL career lasts four years. Nine years of playing football is a hell of a run. Nine Super Bowls is unfathomable. And to win a game on the road, in the cold, in the AFC Championship game, against a remarkable offense and an underrated defensive line, just be honest, that's a great defensive line when healthy. I know Chris Jones got hurt late. And to do so at 41 years old, even with the flaws, even with the mistakes, only makes the point better. In layup lines in basketball, one team's dunking, the other team's laying it up. One team's passing and cutting, and one team is showboating. That's the difference between the Patriots, who are laying it up, and the Chiefs. The Chiefs have ridiculous talent. Ridiculous talent. D. Ford, Justin Houston, Chris Jones. Eric Berry. Okay. They got some names on that defensive side of the ball. On offense, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Pat Mahomes, like they, Travis Kelsey. They got dudes. And if you're going to line up and pick a team, you're like, I want the one wearing red, not the one wearing white, because those guys look old. But you know what? Passing, pivoting, cutting still works. Laying it up still counts for two points. And running the football in the first half and play-actioning and reading the defense and breaking it down in the second half and into overtime just works. He didn't play perfect. You can pick apart everything, but did anyone stop to realize he's 41 years old and he's going to the Super Bowl for the ninth time? So I want to change my vote. And here's the thing. We live in some 
weird parallel universe where where we think it's like elections. Once you put your ballot in, you can't get it out. But you know what I did last night? Yesterday I had an incredible day. Okay? I had the, the, the worst possible travel experience going to Wisconsin. And I love Wisconsin. I was born there. I watched the Badgers beat Michigan, called the game on Compass Media Networks. A terrible travel finally getting back close to midnight to my house. And I coached four AAU games that my son played in. Then we watched the Rams game. Then he had, or in the middle of the Rams game, he had an NJB game, which is like a advanced rec level game. Then we came back, watched the end and the overtime of the Rams game. And then we watched the Patriots game. And then we watched the overtime again, just so I could tell my son, I want you to watch this because that's the greatest quarterback you've ever seen. And then we watched Hoosiers. And do you know the best scene? You know, there's a, great, a lot of great scenes from Hoosiers. But the best scene is, in the entire movie, is not the I'll make it or the don't get caught watching the paint dry, boys. The best scene is the town is going to vote. Right? And they bring in the coach, Norman Dale, to vote on whether or not they want to keep him or fire him. And they take a vote. And then in walks Jimmy Chitwood who is the high school star that to that point has refused to play basketball. And he says, I got something to say. I think it's time for me to start playing ball. One more thing. If coach stays, I play. If he goes, I go. And you know what happened at that very moment? Ramos, are you aware of what happened at that very moment? I'm assuming they kept the coach. No, they yes, they did. Okay. They took a revote. <laughs> oh, they because they had new information. Okay. I I I'm gonna tell you I was not wrong. Aaron Rodgers does check every box, but I got new information. I've seen Tom Brady lead a team back from twenty eight to three down against the Atlanta Falcons. I've seen Tom Brady lose a game last year and in the Super Bowl, he did fumble down five points. He did misread the defense. It was his mistake. But his team against the Eagles defense didn't punt on that day. And I just saw Tom Brady lead a team who doesn't have a star wide receiver, whose star tight end, frankly, runs a lot like Tom Brady. Just not exactly a compliment. And Julian Edelman, off both the PED suspension and a torn ACL becomes his primary threat. Rex Burkhead became his primary running back, although Sonny Michelle is the, is the star talent. But Rex Burkhead was the primary target as, a, uh, as a, a running back. They used a fullback, which is like a dinosaur in the National Football League. And at 41 years old, he's going to the Super Bowl for the ninth time. I would like a revote. And on my ballot, I will put Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. Because being quarterback isn't about foot speed or foot movement or arm strength. It's about more often than not, does your team achieve or overachieve their potential? Do they win games where other quarterbacks would lose? And the answer for Brady is yes, more than anyone else I've ever seen play the position. And he just did it at 41 years old. If you can't appreciate that, then you probably shouldn't watch sports. You should probably decide who wins games based upon layup lines, not what actually occurs on the field, on the court, or on the pitch. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trent Dilfer's a Super Bowl champion. He's a quarterback guru who's a savant. You can follow him on Twitter at Dilfer's Dimes. And is also apparently the new head coach at Lipscomb Academy in Nashville. I saw this last week. Um, I want to get to your breakdown of the games, but congratulations are in order. Why coach high school football? Oh, thanks, Doug. Well, it's a great question. <laughs> Never thought I would, but I'm at that stage of life where I I'm reflective. I, I've had an incredible career in the NFL and then a good one in broadcasting and was looking for something more calling-driven than career-driven, uh, more purpose and significance-driven. And I can't think of a better uh, job than to positively influence and impact young people through the vehicle of football. I mean, you know, you've been around ball your whole life. There's just something special about that age group and teaching them a lot about life and, and what's to come through the vehicle of the sport they love. And uh, it's an unbelievable academy institution with great people and a struggling football program. So it's going to be a challenge and uh, one that I, I kind of needed this stage of my life. My life got a little too comfortable. And, and uh, I think from the outside, you could say, oh, man, he's got everything he could ever want. But inside, I wanted that uncomfortableness. I wanted that edge. I wanted that challenge, that hill to climb. And and this gives me that opportunity, and I'm fired up about it. Trent Dilfer joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, let's let's start with uh, let's start with the Patriots game um, f- first. What did the Patriots do to suddenly have a defense that could slow down and really stop the Kansas City Chiefs? What did they do? Well, obviously, it starts with player development they and i'm sure everybody that today is talking about how players they didn't know much about early in the year are now making an impact in the game so there's just that development of the player uh both from a physical standpoint but from an intellectual standpoint too 
But my big answer is be they beat you intellectually. They beat you with sophistication. They get in your mind. Uh, it's almost as if Bill Belichick and his st- defensive staff, and we don't give his staff enough credit. We always give Bill all the credit, but his staff said, okay, what's Andy Reid do on his first 15 scripts? And, okay, here's what he typically likes to do. Well, let's make sure that we build a defense that is going to take away what he usually tries to establish in his first 15. So if you notice through the course of the season, in Andy's first 15, you're going to see Tyreek Hill a couple different ways. You're going to see him as a motion guy in the backfield. You're going to see him in the slot. and You're going to see him on the perimeter with some type of shot play. Well, in all those instances, they tried to do that yesterday, and Andy Reid had some type of bracket on him with a mug on Kelsey because they build their offense kind of a one-two Hill-Kelsey combination. They dared them to be patient running the ball early in the game, and they weren't able to do that. So it's almost as they got in their head and intellectually built a scheme that could give them time to work into the game offensively, uh, you know, let Tom Brady and the offense work into the game. So, you know, again, again, that scheme broke down in the second half. The Chiefs, once they were able to figure it out, had a lot of success. But what Bill gets is we're going to get the ball first. We're going to trust we're going to execute a high level. They're going to sit over there on the sidelines for what is really be, what was really 50-plus minutes from the time they ended warm-ups until the first time they touched the ball. And then once they jump on the field, we're going to frustrate them because we're not going to allow them to accomplish in their first 15 what they normally accomplish. Hmm. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, here's what I said about Brady. Like, look, I don't think he played the perfect game. He threw a bad pick in the first half, and they should have been up 14 nothing. He threw a pick in the second half, which uh, Edelman technically had his hands on, but it was a bit late, it was a bit hot, it was a bit high. Is that is that fair on that, that second interception? Yeah, it's a bad throw. Yeah. Maybe the first time it's a bad throw. Okay, so, so he throws two picks, and... And could have thrown a third pick, obviously. That one, the, the third one probably wasn't his fault. That went through Gronk's hands. But again, a bit hot, a bit high, a bit hard. Um, but he throws two what could have been three picks. On the other hand, he's 41 years old. And he was able, without really the talent outside the numbers of a true number one wide receiver, to march up and down the field in what's called competitive greatness, right? When it's called upon at the most important times. As a, as a former quarterback and a guy who's a savant and breaking it down, much like Romo was breaking it down during the game, what did you see that impressed you? I want to get back to the Romo thing, too, because it's really important. He's, he's in a short amount of time becoming an elite broadcaster, absolutely elite. Um, but uh, I think you're defined ultimately as an athlete by what you do in critical moments. I think there's a lot of really good athletes that are good in the first, second, and third quarter. Uh, they're good when it's easy. Um, they're good when everything's going their way, and we celebrate those, and we're a highlight-educated sports audience where we see them do cool things, but there's no context to when they do it. And the great ones, the truly, truly great ones, the Michael Jordans, the Tom Brady's, whoever you want to put on that list, um, they do it when everything's against them. They do it when they're not playing good up to that point. They do it when they shouldn't have the confidence. They do it when you go, oh, he's done this a hundred times, he should do it even though there's no way he can do it this time. And that's what Tom Brady did. He did not play. Now, he did a lot of good things in tough conditions, but he did, you know, those two interceptions were very bad, very bad interceptions. But his level of execution, his level of exactness when it was needed the most in the hardest conditions uh, is really, to me, what I'll remember forever. Uh, the one, the one cutaway that I'll remember forever, uh, is when Kansas City scores to go up four and they immediately flash to Brady on the sideline and he's got his big old hoodie. He's sitting there with his, his elbows on his knees and he looks completely stoic and he doesn't have a grin on his face. And you can just imagine what's going through his head. He's probably saying things like, perfect. I was built for this. This is what I live for. This is why I'm playing at 41 years old. They have no idea what they're about to see. He's not thinking, oh, gosh, I threw a bad pick a couple series ago. Or they have a good pass rush. Or everybody said this. In his internal voice, he was saying, this is why I am the greatest. Thank you that now I have to go take this team down the field, on the road, where nobody thinks we can do it, and punch it in. And the first throw of that drive, 
he rips it in the middle and it's perfect. And go back and watch those throws in the last drive and the overtime drive. Every throw. That was good coverage. You didn't have wide open guys. Every throw was exact. It was exact. And that is why he's the greatest of all time. Uh, I, I, I told you, I, I told my listeners, I changed my vote. Like I've said, Aaron Rodgers checks every box, right? He's clutch. He's tough. Uh, he's smart. He's accurate. He's got a, probably a better arm than Brady. He's definitely got better athletics than the Brady, but that's part of what makes the Brady thing magical is that he is missing some things athletically. He's never had, he has a good arm. He's never had the best arm in the sport. And yet here he is again. And even at 41 years old, it's, it's, it's in, it's incredible. You want to talk about Romo. Um, I think, I think Nance doesn't get enough love because Nance has allowed Romo to be Romo. Romo does make mistakes, by the way. There are things that he says. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, brutal. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. And he laughs at himself when he does it. Yes. Um, but, but it's, it's fun to watch one of, and I would just, I put you, you guys, right? Uh, when we all work together at the other place, whether it's Tim Hasselback or you, or you know, you know, now Dan Orlovsky does a great job. Guys that are recent quarterbacks that love the sport, that understand what they're actually seeing and what's going to happen. They know what's happening before. It's it's so much fun for civilians like us to get a taste of what it's really, really like. What I love is, to me, Troy's the gold standard. Yep. I've always thought Troy's the gold standard and Joe because they just have a car. You know, they do is they watch a game and have a conversation. And then we as an audience get invited into that conversation. And Troy's obviously a Hall of Famer, very smart, relates well, doesn't ever use the gold jacket as a thing. Um, so they're the gold standard. And then to see Jim and Tony develop the kind of this simpatico relationship over such a short amount of time. And what hit me yesterday, it was really because my daughters and my daughter's friends and my wife and like non-football people are going, gosh, it's such an easy listen. Like he teaches me stuff and I get to see what's going to happen and I learn stuff, but he's not trying to, he's trying not, he's not trying to make me feel like he's the smartest person on TV, even though he might be, he's not forcing it down your throat. And I just, I think we're in a really unique time as a football audience where we get, you know, we get Troy and, and Joe and we get, Jim and Tony, and we get Al and Chris on Sunday night. I mean, it's just a wonderful mix. And I know as a fan now, because I don't, you know, I don't have any broadcast aspirations anymore. I kind of been there, done that. And I just really, really enjoy it. And I, I think the people around me that want to learn football and want to have a great viewing experience really enjoy it as well. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. It's, it's the, it's the, can you teach without lecturing? That's what, that's what yeah, both oh, of them were able call. to teach without yeah, lecturing. Great call. No, I mean, like, yep. look, and I'm not trying to put myself in their, any of their category, but when I do a game, that, that's, I think, early on at times, uh, you know, your first couple years doing it, you end up, you end up catching yourself like, man, am I, am I trying to overdo it, over be too scientific with it? And then you get people who show you how to do it. What's amazing about Romo is he hadn't been doing it very long, and he just naturally seems, seems to get that. I think Nance is, is, a big, is a big part of that, just like Joe is a big part of what makes Troy... Troy's so good. Trent Dilfer joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, okay, I, one more on the Kansas City game, and then I want to get to the other game. Um, didn't feel I I do feel like Mahomes they they figured some out at halftime, but boy, he missed some stuff. He made some incredible throws, but he missed some stuff. How much of that is to be expected, and how much of that was a little bit disappointing? You know, I wasn't disappointed because I almost felt like he was a victim of. Um, circumstance. Like he got stuck on the sidelines for, like I said, almost an hour from the time he threw his last ball in pregame to the first time he steps out on the field. And also, your team gets stiff and slow and cold. Um, I think there's, you know, they didn't get the third and short early in the game when they tried to run the ball. Like he just wasn't on the field enough. But to his credit, he didn't go in the tank. He didn't, you know, woe is me. They come out in the second half after doing almost nothing in the first half, and I thought he played three. I thought he played loose. I thought he, he played with some exactness at times. Uh, he overcame a lot. I mean, they were explosive in the second half. Now, they definitely figured out the Patriots in the second half, uh, and I thought he was awesome. I, we've talked about I think he's going to be one of the great players our league's ever seen, and he'll learn a lot from this one. And there's been, there's been great players that in their first playoff football experience, their first championship game, have melted, and he definitely didn't melt. I, I don't. I think it had less to do with Patrick Mahomes and more to do just with the intellectual 
superiority of the New England Patriots. Uh, all right, let's get to the, the other game. Um, look, it's completely fair to say that that should have been defensive pass interference. I thought in real time it was a little bit closer, and the, the angle from behind the play. Thank you. You're the first person that said that. My daughters ridiculed me last night for saying that. I'm like, when it happened in live, I didn't think it was that egregious. And from the side, it didn't look that. It, from behind in slow mo, because you can't, because wow. you, you, you can't tell when the ball would be right at the level of the wide receiver. It is bang bang. It is that close. So it wasn't like you hit him and then the ball comes zinging by. Um, uh, but I, here's another part that seems to be getting a pass. Why are they throwing? Uh, one breeze wasn't great and threw a terrible pass on first down. But why are they throwing the ball even if it's not usually a high? A com- percentage completion route. Why are they throwing the ball on first down when when you're right in field goal range at a home in a dome? Listen, I'll, I'll take it from Sean Payton's perspective because I think Sean, as angry as he probably is after the game, he was on the you know going home that night, maybe even this morning. At some point, he has to intellectually look at that game and present to his team what happened. And here's my guess of what he will say. Drew missed a wide-open touchdown pass. We ended up kicking a field goal. We didn't execute on the first time. We got a short field. Uh, we had a third and 15 with a guy wide open in the middle of the field. It's probably going to come out the back end and score, and we, we throw it behind the receiver. Uh, missable, multiple misses um, on blocks, on perimeter runs, and screen passes. Uh, I call. I made a bad decision throwing on first down, but receiver's open, and Drew dirts it. Yep. And after all that, you know what? Don't let the Rams go score after you go ahead three. And then don't turn it over in overtime. So whiners can whine all they want. You know what that tells me? They haven't done what the rest of us have done competitively, where you play a game and you know that part of winning or losing is stuff that's out of your control. But what you do is you go control the things you can. And I think the Saints did a very poor job of controlling the things they could they could have put that game out of reach early, and there's no chance the Rams are coming back. They could have closed it out late by throwing on a defense that doesn't allow Reynolds to get open in the middle of the field for 20 yards, and it doesn't allow outcuts to be completed. I mean, they could have controlled what they could have controlled, and we're not talking about a bad call. But people that don't understand that are going to whine about a call that, yeah, it was a bad call. But there's bad calls in every sporting event, in professional sports, every night of the week that lead to determining the game and the great competitors just say, water off a duck's back, not going to let it affect me, move on to the next thing. I'd also point out he wasn't actually open, right? If the defensive back makes a play on the ball, that's, that's, that's six points the other way. Like, it, well, the, the, the Gin pass, sorry to interrupt, Doug, but the Gin thing, Drew got tricked on the Gin completion. When that ball left, we call it pulling the string, where you throw a ball and you know you go, oh, gosh, I want to pull that sucker back, that's picked. Right? I know better than most. I threw a million interceptions. And when Drew threw that, I guarantee he went, oh, no, I just threw a pick. He got tricked on the coverage. And that safety makes an awful play not playing the ball or not playing the hands of Ginn, and Ginn, Ginn goes up and gets it. So they get away with that one, and you're right. It, that ball was like a rocket ball way too far out in front of the receiver. It wasn't going to get caught. I, I mean, it's it crazy me. Um, so let's get therein lies kind of the difference, right? Like again, I'm not saying Brady played the greatest game, but at this at the same age, like and in much more ideal conditions, playing at home, I felt like Breeze has shown his age a little bit more here late in the season. Fair? Oh, it hurts me to say it, but yeah. I mean, I hate criticizing Drew because I mean, I love him as a friend, as a brother, as a competitor. I just love everything about him. Um, but yeah, I think that late in the year, he did not play at the level that he played in the middle of the year. And it has nothing to do with his training. Nobody trains harder than Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Um, but yeah, you can see some of the age show up the first, inter- what was it last week when he throws an interception on the first play of the game down the middle, that ball lacked juice. Um, he struggled on everything past 10, 15 yards, uh, this week. So yeah, I think you have to, if you're being harsh, I wish I guess I can now because I'm a high school football coach. Uh, it showed it, his age showed a little bit late in the year. Uh, okay, let's let let's let's get to let's get to the Rams. 
Um, do, does this prove that McVeigh is a genius? What, what's your takeaway from McVeigh, his play calling, their ability to come from behind on the road against the Saints? Okay, so I'm going to start weaving all the McVeigh genius stuff into the Jared Goff spot stuff, too, because they're simpatico. They, one doesn't work without the other. Um, and the answer is yes. I thought Sean did something yesterday that very few have the stones to do. And that is he abandoned his game plan when the communication breakdowns were just such a detriment they couldn't, they couldn't function offensively. You know, when your right tackle, I mean, when your left tackle is basically getting the left guard position to communicate with six seconds left on the play clock, you know it's a mess. And what he did is he went to his go play package. We all have it, uh, where you just have a handful of plays. It really limits what you can do offensively. It limits your volumes, but they're what we call go plays. It means they work no matter what defense we're facing, what the crowd noise is, what the elements are. These are runs, usually inside runs, outside runs, uh, action passes in the middle of the field, and boots and nakeds to, get, to change the launch point. But there's not a lot of changing protections. There's not a lot of hand signals. There's not a lot of communication, just to make it very simple. And they went to that package and said, this is what we're going to be the rest of the game. And we're going to play faster. That's our only answer. And we're going to run go plays. Now, the quarterback has to know the why behind it. Because imagine the quarterback all week long has invested countless hours in getting ready for a specific game plan. And then all of a sudden, that game plan is abandoned. And he's the main conduit between the play caller and the rest of the team going, wait a second, why are we now doing this? And I thought Jared's poise, his leadership, and his execution of those go plays, the abandonment of the original game plan, um, was masterful. And let's not forget, his level of execution, again, in critical moments, was off the charts. I mean, Jared Goff just showed yesterday what we normally would be celebrating as one of the great quarterback performances if his name wasn't Jared Goff. But for some reason, people are afraid to put him in this next category of a guy playing at an elite level right now. Awesome stuff. Trent, thanks so much. Congrats on the new gig. I can't wait to continue to talk football with you and then learn uh, about all your learning. Like You coach one game, and guys that really know the sport, I, I just tell you, I, I coached uh, five AAU games yesterday, fourth and fifth graders. I learned from doing that. You just I, yep. I, love, oh, I love, yeah. love learning about my sport. Thanks so much for sharing it with us. All right, brother. Talk to you. TD joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. This guy, uh, you know, it's interesting. Feels like between Aikman and Romo, they've changed the position of analyst on TV. Mike Pereira has changed, kind of changed this whole the idea of having a rules expert. When Fox hired him, it was like, man, where have, where have you been my whole life? Because now we get opinion and educated opinion on all of the calls and there are some stuff to talk about. Mike Pereira joins us, rules expert, former official and head of officials in the National Football League. Kind enough to spend some time this year on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, look, you, you guys, I thought, did a great job of calling it like you saw it yesterday in the Saints game. Was it as egregious as it looked from that angle behind the play? Because, Mike, when I saw it from the game angle and I look at where the official actually was, it, it 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 didn't look as bad as it looked from that rear angle. How hard is that to make the viewer understand that while it's a blown call, it might not be as egregious as it looks? Well, I mean, I think I'd take the opposite approach. Um, when I saw it replayed and I looked at the positioning of the three officials that could have called it, um, it disappointed me even more um, because you're, Everybody was focusing on the side judge who maybe didn't have the best angle, but the down judge did, and the back judge from the middle of the field also easily could have called a hit on a defenseless receiver, an illegal hit, which it was. And so, you know, with the game on the line, you know, and the biggest point, you know, it's really kind of nobody pulled the trigger. I mean, and I get it. I remember choking in a playoff game that I had when I, I completely froze on a simple illegal contact call and uh you know it's it just it's just really disappointing because when you go through two games that end in overtime two championship games everything ought to be about how great and exciting the games were but it's we're talking about how critical the miss was and it was it was and it just has to be made 
we call them bang bang plays. You yep. know, bang bang plays that are so tight that you know you you want to let those go and get the obvious ones. Well, this wasn't bang bang. I mean, this in fact there was it was well before the ball got there, and what I would say not a difficult one to call. And let's face it, you you really had pass interference. That also was a hit on a defenseless receiver. So if officiated properly, they would have put the ball at the six for the pass interference, then taken it half the distance to the three for the hit on the defenseless player. So it's it's just, it was a horrible miss. Um, do you Sean Payton appeared to have lipped? That was a Super Bowl call because the Super Bowl is notorious for having officials. They don't want a call to decide the game. Is that accurate? That like for example, what we're going to see is Super Bowl calls in the Super Bowl, teams able to be more aggressive. Is that really what happens in the Super Bowl? Well, I mean, you could make that, really, you could make that statement as it goes through the playoffs in general. You know, usually the number of penalties, the number of fouls that are called in the playoffs are down from the regular season. Now, what's the reason? You know, I mean, reason could be stated it's a one-and-done game, and so you don't get as many false starts and offsides and those types of things. Players concentrate more, but... Although they are never told, I promise you, no supervisor has ever told the officials to, you know, to let them play. I think subconsciously you get to the point where you don't want to be the central figure in, you know, in a in a playoff game, whether it's just the regular playoffs or the Super Bowl. And and maybe that's what happened yesterday. They got, you know, there were some other plays that they let go, another pass interference earlier in the game that they didn't call. Maybe they just got a little complacent and a little too much toward the subconscious of letting them play. But, um, you know, I I don't know. I'm not in their head, so I can't figure it out. The only thing that I would say is that if I was still running the program, I would be, I would be deeply disturbed at myself that, you know, that I'm, I mean, I am the one just like Al Riveron is the one that's responsible now. And so are my supervisors and so are my trainers that if, if we haven't trained our officials well enough that something like this can happen, then internally we have to look at you know our processes and see if we can do anything different. Mike Pereira joining us, uh, our own rules expert at Fox Sports, Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. So do we fix it by making um, calls like this reviewable? You know, I'm I'm right at the precipice. I'm thinking of heading over that direction. Um, I've not been for that in the past, but something has to be done, Doug. And and here's why: technology is getting better, and officiating is not. I mean, and offici- that's not to say that officiating is worse than it was ten years ago, but it's got so much exposure now, and the game has gotten so much more difficult to officiate that it really doesn't keep up with technology. So do we embrace technology even more and allow it to get involved some way? And I hate to see, I hate to see more challenges. I hate to see more replay stops because every time you do that, it's an additional three minutes. But what I really would like to see, I think we just have to kind of think about what we can do in the big picture and not try to cover things with band-aids. I mean, I'm, I'm now for an eighth official, and to put him in a booth, he's a part of the crew. He's not the instant replay guy. I call him the sky judge, and he has access to video immediately, and he can, he can act just like any other official on the field and give his, point, uh, you know, give his point of view to the referee who can then make the decision. So if you took it, you know, I know we're reacting to a fairly obvious play, but if you took the pass interference call in New Orleans, you know, wasn't called on the field, the the sky judge gets the one look at it on TV, sees that it is. He just, through the um, communication system of the referee, says, hey, Bill, that was interference on Rams 21. It's going to be Saints ball, first and goal at the six. He makes the announcement, put it down. We play. took 20 seconds. Nobody's talking about it today. So I'm, I'm, I'm liking that as opposed to say, let's make replay reviewable and it has to be challenged or whatever. I think I'm ready for an eighth official just to use video to get the, the sometimes the everyday call right, whether it's the face mask call or the roughing the passer call against Brady. There was no contact to the head or neck area. He's communicating with officials all the time, just as immediately. That was not a foul. Pick up the flag, play on. Looks a little messy, but in the end it gets right. It's get called, it gets called right. So. Here, here's the, I guess Mike, my point Mike, is something has to be done. Mike, here, here's the, the, the part, though, that I'm a little concerned about, and we saw it in the Patriots game a little bit, or the, the Patriots-Chief game is, like, look, p- part of these last drives is managing the clock. 
right? You're trying to manage the clock, and it provides timeouts to teams that don't have any timeouts left. Like there has no to be, question, and 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 it's it's really hard. You want to get it right, but you also got to play the game, and it it's affecting number of timeouts and the rules and and gameplay and and so many other issues that if we have more stoppages. I just we take away from the core of of, of what makes the sport great. Well, but I, I know that, but I'm but I'm saying is if you use the eighth official, you know, and we fail, we don't make a call that we should have made that would have stopped the clock in the first place, and then you get the call made, then then the clock should have stopped. Um, you, you know, the 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 danger becomes the no call when all of a sudden you know you don't call something, and then this this eighth official calls down and tries to turn into something but doesn't, then maybe it can happen. But I think if you used it judiciously for the flagrant misses, I think getting it right really kind of is more important than maybe what it might create in an advantage to a team. But, you know, when you get inside of five, two minutes of the second quarter, five minutes of the fourth, any time a foul is called, the clock stays stopped anyways. And if it's not called and should have been, you correct it, and then it is stopped, then you correct it that also. So, I think you just have to take a leap. I think we just have to look at if we're going to use technology to get more calls right, and especially big calls right, then we have to assume some of those risks. We have them now. They may create 10-second runoffs, but we have them. And so I just think if, if, we're, if we're going to make this move to try to, you know, to try to make, use technology, then, uh, I mean, I, here, here's what I do, and I said this today. I would do it for the 64 games of uh, preseason in 2019. I'd do it. I would try it in every game. And then I'd do a study, and if it worked, then maybe I'd use it for the playoffs for the 2019 season. And if it worked, then maybe carry it to 220, um, 2020. I, I, I think it's worth a shot. Mike Pereira joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Can I propose something to you? Sure. Okay. Um, what if re- replays were viewed in real time? Right, like, look, you still you still have the replay official, still, but but the did the ball like the every when we're judging every little nuance and every little now look, it it helped get the play right with the with the Patriots where uh, it didn't touch Edelman at all, and once we had all of the different views of it, we realized it. But I maybe maybe it's that we're we're judging these things that maybe shouldn't be seen because we see every movement of the football. Um, it, are we getting it too right? Might be a might be a possible discussion. Well, are we making it, or are we making it too impossible to officiate? Yes, I mean that's that, that's the real. Well, they never blow the, the whistle. They almost never blow the whistle anymore because they're afraid of blowing it dead when they not don't want to blow it dead, right? Like yeah. you, you like you, they wait a long time before they blow a play dead. Yeah, uh, you, you know the, the only thing I would say to that, if you tried to do everything in real time, review it in real time, you know. You wouldn't make changes like if you looked at a tight sideline catch. Are you going to review that in real time or slow it down to see if the toe is on the line? Um, I, I think if you you did that and then something doesn't get changed, and then of course our networks are going to show it in slow motion, and then you can see that the error was obvious. I think you you'd create some issues there. I think you know we always said with the catch no catch thing, this whole notion of. You know, did he have it long enough? Uh, you know, to, to to be considered a catch. You know, you you it certainly is distorted in slow motion. And and I've always been an advocate of saying let's keep judgment out of replay. Period. But they haven't done that. They brought judgment into replay. So I just think that we got to use all the technology we can in the best possible circumstance that we can to not interfere any more than we already have in the game. If we can use it to correct obvious mistakes, let's do it. I mean, it would have been simple. It would have been simple yesterday, and everybody would have been talking more about the two overtime games instead of the missed pass interference call. So I just do think something has to be done. Mike, great stuff. You're amazing this season, as always. And uh, thanks so much for joining us. And, of course, next year we'll, we'll hear you and see you at the Super Bowl. Thanks for joining us. You got it. See you, Doug. That's Mike Pereira, as good as anybody who's ever done it. Matter of fact, he kind of created a role for so many others, for Dean Blandino and uh, and for you know all the guys the other networks have as as well, because he's he's that good at what he does.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.